Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast with your host and producer, Stephen Black, as we share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs in the TCK community all around the world in all walks of life, just because we can. Today, joining us on the show is another expat coach that I've come across um, who has a fascinating story of her own and is in the business of helping the TCK community. So I was like, got to get you on the show and hear about what you do. Julia, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. So to start us off with everyone's favorite all-time favorite question, where are you from, Julia? Where are you from? So, you know what, it's actually really my favorite question because there's so many stories and so many people who have a very different answer. So I've really enjoyed listening to all different answers on the podcast. Um, so I think my own story, um, how well I started. So I currently live in Scotland, um, but as you can hear, I'm not a native speaker. So I usually get the question about, you know, where are you from? So I generally always answer by saying I'm from Italy. And then people immediately go like, oh, hey, but you don't sound Italian. And you know, I think people have like this expectation of what Italians sound like. And so I don't match that expectation. Um, so yeah, then usually I have two different versions. So I either go with the short version, which is I've lived in different countries and so my accent has changed because of the different places I've lived. Or if I really feel that someone is interested, I'll tell them that I actually, even though my passport is Italian, I am much more German influenced because I'm from a German speaking minority group in Italy, um, which is in the very north. And we grow up speaking mainly German, but we also have some Italian influences. So, and then usually as soon as I say German influenced, people are like, oh yeah, I totally hear the German accent. So it's like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, so that, those are my two versions of the story. Okay, that's very cool. And so actually, yeah, I think the other part that I forgot, that I didn't mention yet is that um, I moved abroad when I was 16 on uh-huh. my own. So it's still like if you go with the very strict definition of the PCK in the sense of that you move with your parents outside of your parents' passport culture, sure, I'm perhaps not a PCK. Um but I moved on my own at age 16, so I still moved away in what is kind of considered that developmental period. Yeah, I would still where... consider that the formative years, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I also have that border, border school experience. I moved to boarding school when I was 14 um, because in my tiny village where I'm from, we don't have a secondary school. So if kids want to go to the secondary school, which most kids have to do, um, you have to move outside of your own village, which is quite far, and schools are quite far away. So the best way of getting a good education is by moving into boarding school and staying there during the week and then going back home um, to your family over the weekends. Mm. Cool. So where was the boarding school that you went to? Was it far from where your home base was? Um, so it was about an hour and a half on a train. So I think it's just too much to really go there every day. Like if, if you're a child, it's really hard to get up like at six o'clock in the morning and go there every day. So it was just easier staying in boarding school. Um, when when you're older, so sometimes 
you know, people who were like 16, 17, they would start commuting there every day. Um, but generally, yeah, boarding school was just a bit easier. And you could also like sleep there and you had your friends there. Like I think for me, like I think a lot of people have these negative stories about boarding school, but I actually had a really, for me, it was a really fun experience because I met lots of people. Um, you know, I had a, we had a really great community. Um, we had lots of fun, you know, we did activities that we wouldn't have done within my own family. So I think, yeah, for me, it was boarding school was a great experience, but I think it, it differs for everyone. Mm. True that. And I kind of feel like, you know, I've spoken with so many TCKs who have been to boarding school just by necessity that I feel like TCK is almost like, sorry, uh, boarding school students is almost a subset of TCK. Like there's TCKs and then there's like TCKs who have been to boarding school. I feel like that's its own unique experience. So you have like multiple yeah. multiple connections there. That's cool. So, yeah, I agree. I think boarding school is definitely, there. there's different, there's a different identity that comes from being at boarding school um, because you're really outside of your comfort zone, outside of your family. But if you're going to boarding school, you're like completely on your own. Um, so I think it really tests you to like a different that makes sense i think it's still you know both experiences are very challenging but i think there is definitely like a, a very specific challenge for boarding school children mm, yeah talking about family and identity and mobility now you're speaking my language julia and speaking of which um tell us a little bit about what you're doing now with the expat community yeah so um i'm an expat coach and global mobility consultant so what that means is that I work with people who have uh, global mo mobile experiences. So um, you know, it's anybody from TCKs to expats. It might be people who have been sent abroad by the company. Um, it might also be people who have actually chosen to move on their own. Um, it might be international students or students that are taking out a gap year. Um, that's quite a common one as well. Um, so yeah, anyone who has any kind of global mobility challenges, um, or even not even challenges, but sometimes just people who want to feel more prepared and really make the most of that experience. Um, yeah, that's the type of people I love working with. Hmm. That's fascinating. I wouldn't have thought about the gap year um, students, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what is it that you do with these people? So I work with people all in, in all over the cycle of um, transition and relocation. So it can be anything from people who are maybe thinking about moving abroad and helping them make a decision. Um, I sometimes get people who say, I really want to move abroad, but I don't know where I might move to. So, <laughs> so I think they kind of like the sound of moving abroad, but they don't have really thought it through. So I can sometimes help them, you know, even just thinking through what might be their values and, and where can they find, um, you know, a lifestyle perhaps that matches those values or matches the experiences they want to have. Um, I recently worked with someone who is from a very, very warm country and she wanted to have the experience of like moving to a really cold country. So, you know, so that's kind of something that we can, you know, that I look at with people. But um Probably the majority of my clients um, are already living abroad and they're facing some kind of challenge. Um, quite often it's, it's people who are moving perhaps abroad for the very first time and they've perhaps not really thought about the challenges that they might experience or they're just surprised 
that it is like, that it can be quite difficult, you know, establishing yourself in a new country. Um, and I also get these case. Um, I don't work with children, but I work with adults. So I'm, I sometimes get parents who have, you know, who are raising PCKs, parents who are adult, their culture kids themselves. So I really get just a really variety of people with different experiences and different stages. Um, the, the other one that I'm, I'm personally also really um, passionate about is relocation. So it's that, sorry, repatriation. Um, especially looking at my own experience. So I have been living abroad for about 10, just over 10 years. Um, and I do sometimes go back to Italy just for you know, major events like you know, holidays, family holidays and stuff, and personal celebrations. And whenever I go home, it's, it doesn't really feel like home anymore. So a lot of the places where I spent my childhood, you know, like I remember like one of the, the places I was most upset about is there was like a sweet shop, like a sweetie shop. Um, that I used to go to as a child, and it's not there anymore. Like it's a, it's a build, it's a block of just houses and apartments, and so the places from my childhood have disappeared. And so I think that's really hard when you, because the place where you grew up, you usually expect it to stay the same, and you usually expect to feel a certain way about it and to feel safe and familiar. So I think as someone who's lived abroad for a really long time. It is, can be really hard for people to move back to their country of origin and to just get started again living living there because people sometimes expect that they move back and then there is their, their family is there and their friends are there. But actually all of these relationships tend to change. And some of my friends, for example, in my own experience, um, I maybe meet them in the street and I talk to them for like a couple of minutes but we have become such different people that we don't really have much to say to each other anymore. So we're still friendly, but it's just the relationship has changed. The depth of that relationship has changed. And I think that can really hit people as a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. You expect that um, uh, a solid relationship will last forever. At least that can be what it feels like, the expectation. But in reality, if you move away, then, you know, if you move away even for one or two years, you add one or two years of experiences that are completely separate from the relationship. And so do they. So by the time you get back together, you've only been away for two years, but you've got four years of separate experiences between the two of you. And a lot can happen in four years. So I, I hear that. I That makes a lot of sense that repatriation would be a really difficult or could be a possibly very challenging experience and that relationships are um, definitely changed through that. Yeah, I think especially when you have children abroad, you know, so you have, you're basically moving again with your children and maybe your children have never been in what you might consider your home country. So I think that's a really difficult transition to manage as well because your children might see the country that you've been moving to as their home. So that, so people in your family might have different places that they consider home. Um, so I think that can, that can add a challenge as well. Um, yeah. Shameless plug, if you are not a TCK, but you're living overseas and you're raising TCKs, reach out to me on tckcare.com slash connect. I would love to hear that. Just an idea that I had from listening to Julia. So, all right, resuming conversation now. Go ahead. 
So, yeah, so you asked how I help people. Um, so I help people through those, in all those stages of the transition. Um, and I think what people get out of the coaching experience is that there's a normalization of the experience. Um, I think especially if you're very early on and it's maybe your first experience living abroad, um, the whole experience can be very overwhelming. And so working with someone who had, like myself who has had that experience, it, I can help people normalize the experience and helping them understand, not just from my own experience, but also just from the psychology of what change and transition is like, I can help them understand that actually, you know, there's a difference between change and transition. Because a lot of people say, oh, you know, I've moved abroad, I've arrived two weeks ago, you know, I'm not feeling comfortable, you know, what's, what's going wrong, with, what's going wrong here. And I think because we're in this really hyper mobility time and where change is so frequent, we actually start forgetting that there's a difference between just change, which is like what's going on around us and that internal transition. And, you know, that internal transition, there's a lot of research and psychology around how long transition takes and the different phases that people go through to transition. And yeah, they generally take a lot longer than just the change. So it's, you know, I can I can go on a plane now and I can be in a different country in, you know, less than an hour. But that doesn't mean that me as a person that I have adjusted to being, to having that change and having moved to a different country. So I think that's something that, that helps a lot of people understanding that, that, that there's a difference between change and transition. Um, yeah, and I think the other thing is I, I really help, I really try and help people with a coherent narrative. So I think you had, you had a lot of people on the podcast already speaking about storytelling and just having a sense that their life is one continuous story rather than fragmented pieces. Because I think we, we all make sense of life through stories and having having a feeling that our life may has a continuous theme or um, make sense in a grand scheme of things. So I think that's something that, that people find really helpful as well in terms of uh, coaching um, specialist expats. Mm. And so for the clients that you work with, where would you expect the most struggles to occur? Is it in one of those particular phases or is it around particular um, topics or what? Um, I think generally it's around endings and neutral zones. Mm. Um, I think that's probably where most of my clients come. Um, I do sometimes also have clients who are very much at the beginning of, um, of that new beginning stage because sometimes what happens is that when you're in that new beginning stage, you have more energy and you're ready to like really tackle your, you know, whatever's going on. So that's when clients, when some people have more motivation to actually go out and seek help. So Julia, for my next question, um, TCKs and global nomads, when they're in this uh, process of um, ending and transitioning and approaching a new beginning, um, what are some of the greatest um, challenges or advantages around authenticity? So 
the interesting thing is that when you're someone who has traveled a lot and have, has a lot of cross-cultural experience, you realize more that a lot of um, a lot of things in society are constructs. They're not fixed, so we can actually change them. So what might be normal in one place might not be normal in another place. Um, so I think one of the benefits of this life of, of being um, you know, this high mobility lifestyle is that we can actually almost we have a sense of being more authentic and being able to choose who we really want to be because there's less fear of not being normal or not being a certain way because we realize that most of the things are constructed by people rather than fixed or out there. So yeah, I think there's less, there's less fear in people to really be who they want to be. Mm. So there's greater opportunity to construct your own, um, would you say identity and to have that be your form of, uh, authenticity yeah absolutely yeah and i think also just taking parts of different cultures that you really like so you know one of the things i really like about italy is that we have really good food you know like italians are really known for their pizza for their pasta for just really good food um but then i actually really like the humor in like Britain and you know Ireland, it's 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 much more my type of humor than the humor in Italy. So I kind of pick and choose the best parts of wherever I've lived, and then I create kind of like my own cultural mix that just kind of fits my personality. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So um, the benefit is of being in this. Um, transition stage is that there's more opportunity for um, self-discovery, almost self-creation, um, if you will. Um, but then it seems like there'd be some significant challenges that go along with that too, right? Uh, perhaps we've covered this already, but like the unsettling. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a number of challenges. I think one of the main ones, especially for TCKs and adult TCKs who have spent time in different cultures, different countries i think there's a, a a sense of restlessness and maybe perhaps um feeling like you know you need to move every couple of years because staying in one place just feels a bit odd or feels just a bit strange what um, no tck's don't experience <laughs> restlessness what are you talking about julia that just sounds crazy right guys tck's don't experience restlessness do they okay I'll, i'm done and uh, I think, I mean, a lot of the other ones, I think other people in the podcast have covered much better than me. Um, you know, it's things like belonging, um, feeling that you're other, like that you're other than other people. Um, the frequency of change as well, like how often change happens. And because change happens so often, the transition, there's no time for transition because transition takes time. So because you're moving so often, you're actually not, getting the time to adjust and to make that personal transition. Mm. Um, and I think the other one that's really, really, really big for adult DCKs that I work with is a sense of powerlessness and having no choice. Mm. Because as children, you know, you, you don't get to choose if you want to move with your family. You know, if you're, if you're under the age of 
you know, 18, 16, depending on where you live, you you pretty much have to be moved with your family. So it's not your choice to have moved. And I think what that can sometimes translate for adult people is that they still live with that sense of not having a choice and finding it really difficult to actually need to make a decision. So if they're presented with having to make a decision, they can really struggle because they're used to other people making decisions on their behalf. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Having some intentionality in this process and um, having control over your own life and being able to make those decisions for yourself, I feel like that would be so important. And um, also probably really healing for an adult who... Um, as an adult, TCK maybe didn't have that uh, have that liberty or feel the freedom to express um, the difficulties that went along with the transition experience to go back and start making those decisions for yourself. I can see that how that'd be really, really important and valuable. Yeah. And then um, a couple more questions, and then we'll we'll be done. Sure. One is if you were to encapsulate some of the wisdom that you've shared on the transition experience um, and what it means to coach people through that. Um, If someone were only to have, you know, two or three minutes to listen to the end of this podcast, what, what would you say? How would you challenge TCKs and the TCK community to live an abundant life? That is a challenge. That's a really challenging question. Um, so I think what I would say is, first of all, be kind to yourself. I think we're not kind enough to ourselves, and I think that's that's the first step. You know, be kind to yourself. Um, there, there's enough people and, and enough other outside forces and enough inside sources that put pressure on yourself. So try to counterbalance that just by being really kind to yourself. Um, and the other thing is just, you know, let it take its course rather than forcing things and allowing the transition, allowing it to take time. Um, the, the third one would probably be around, again, getting comfortable with discomfort um, and not rushing to change things and forcing things to be a certain way. And I know that that is really hard, um, but I think if we can be patient, let things take its course, um, they often work themselves out. Um, and as, of course, as a coach, I also have to say, you know, if you, if you feel like you could do with some support, reach out and find someone who can help you. Because there are lots of people out there that can help from counselors to coaches, um, and especially now, we're really, really lucky that a lot of practitioners work remotely. So I, I work remotely. I can work with people from all over the world. Um, and, you know, we can connect. We can add their phone. So it means, you know, a phone call or we can even have video chats. So, um, yeah, it's almost like having your own person. It's like, you know, having them with you in your pocket or on your phone. So, um, yeah, reach out to people and find someone that you really click with. And, you know, if you find it, shop around, you know, talk to a couple of different people. Um, and if the first person isn't the right person, just move on to the next because there's so, so many people. Um, and I'm sure that someone can. Yeah, very good. 
And if you are in need of coaching or counseling, um, again, please do reach out to me on tckcare.com. I know lots of people all over the world who, like Julia is saying, um, can work remotely and can probably help you with uh, whatever it is that you need. But Julia, if someone wanted to get a hold of you specifically um, to talk about some of these things, uh, how could they do that? And so I have a website, um, yellowwoodcoaching.co.uk. Um, so that's probably the best way to get me. So that's yellowwoodcoaching.co.uk. And if you don't want to remember that, I will have it in a link on my website, tckcare.com. So um, you can go find it that way too. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Julia, so much for taking the time to come and talk about uh, transition and TCKs and the Global Nomad Experience and some of the resources that are out there to help people um, do this well, to see the world, but to see it in a way that is really beneficial and not just taxing. So I really appreciate this conversation. You've been listening to TCK Care, the podcast with your host, Stephen Black. And if you've been enjoying these episodes, I would encourage you to check out tckcare.com slash give to find out how you can get access to exclusive content through my brand new Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Leave me a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform and be back again next week for more TCK Care.